Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Saint Fidelis. Enter, please. I'm sorry I've mislaid my appointment book. Uh, you are... Uh... Mark Ray. 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 Oh, oh, yes, of course. Father Superior, I'm the brother of George Ray, who entered your order some years ago. Oh, yes, and you wish to visit him. I- I'll send for him. But Father, I've, I've come to see you. Very well. Won't you sit down? Now, what is it you wish? I want to become a Capuchin priest. Well, now, I'm afraid that's not... Uh, how old are you? I'll be 37 next month. Well, we much prefer to have novices come to us when they are between 17 and 20. Now, I'm sure you can understand our reasons for this. Of course. Very rarely do we admit one as old as yourself. Is there a rule of the order that forbids my entrance? No, there's no rule. It's just that we've had a few unfortunate experiences with... Older applicants, I'm sorry. I had hoped, Father Superior, for an opportunity to plead my case. And I have handed down my opinion without hearing the argument. Forgive me. Tell me about yourself. I'm a native of Siegmaringen in Hohenzollern. I studied at the University of Freiburg, and while working for my law degree, I taught philosophy. You were granted a law degree from Freiburg? Well, not at that time. In 1604, I was tutor to a small group of aristocratic Swabian youths who wanted to complete their education by supplementary studies in the chief cities of Western Europe. Then you've traveled extensively. The tour lasted six years. When I returned, I took my doctorate in law and began to practice in Upper Alsace. And that brings me up to the present. Mm. Tell me, why do you wish to give up law and become a priest? I wish to 
devote my life to that truth without which there can be no justice. But isn't justice a legal function? In theory, Father. Oh, yes, we are taught in universities that law is a noble profession, the foundation upon which civilization rests, that the sole end of trial is to bring forth the truth so that an upright and impartial judge can render justice. Mm. You speak with bitterness. And what did I find? Advocates and prosecutors alike, whose only interest was to win their cases, no matter what tricks or legal loopholes they could use. Clients who could pay well defended the poor, pleading their own cases, and thrown into prison. In practice, the law today is for the rich, and the advocate with the biggest bag of tricks is most in demand. Father, justice is not blinded because she is impartial, but because she is ashamed of what she would see in our courts. And you tried to be different. Well, my greatest compliment was paid by some of my rich colleagues who would send cases to me. They, they sent you cases? Yes, many times. Take your case to Mark Ray. He's the poor man's lawyer. I see. You have a fine education. But what troubles me is that it seems you have become disgusted with the world, at least one aspect of it, and you seek a refuge. Frankly, that never seems to work out. I understand, Father, you don't want people who are beaten by life to seek solace in a monastery. Exactly. So I have examined and cross-examined myself. Before I came to you, I had to know whether I was running away from something unpleasant or ceasing to resist the truth my brother spoke long ago. Yes. When the Capuchins accepted him, he wanted me to apply, saying, sooner or later, you will ask to become a priest. And I, I asked him why he thought so. And he replied, because you believe it's nobler to save man than to punish him. And do you still believe that? Oh, yes. Now more than ever. Father, coming to you is not an act of despair. It's the most positive step of my whole life. I'm sure you mean that, but it's hard to give up forever the ties of the world, your friends. Your... I've already taken the vow of poverty. I've divided my inheritance, one half to the poor, the other to the bishop to aid needy seminarians. You did that before you knew you'd be accepted. Should I have waited, Father? Should my act have been conditional? No, no, my son, no. Should I decide to accept your application, when could you come to us? I am ready now. In the order, you have a choice of names. With your permission. I would like to be known as Brother Fidelis. Why? It came to me when I was reading Apocalypse. Fear none of these things thou art about to suffer. Be faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of life. Father, I seek this crown of life. You have my permission to be called Brother Fidelis. Your application is accepted. Come, I'll take you to Father Andrew, the novice master. Thank you, Father. And may woe betide me if I should prove myself a half-hearted soldier in the service of my thorn-crowned captain.
Brother Fidelis's constant prayer was that he never be lazy or lukewarm in his vocation. When he finished his religious education and was ordained, he was assigned to preaching and hearing confessions. He was appointed guardian in Freiburg, Rheinfelden, and Felkirk. In those places, he made many needed reforms and converted many people and was so successful that he attracted the attention of his bishop. Father Fidelis, I sent for you because a matter of utmost importance has come up. The Congregation for the Spreading of the Faith has finally been completed, and under its auspices, the Bishop of Coeur is sending a mission to preach among the Protestants in the area south of the Rhine and east of the Rhaetian Alps. The Grisons, the French call it. That's Austrian territory, isn't it? Yes, but it's, it's inhabited by a branch of Protestants who call themselves Zwinglians. They hate the emperor, and they are demanding independence from Austria. And that, of course, uh, complicates the problem. They use their religion to promote their nationalist aspirations. To the utmost. Since the emperor is Catholic, uh, any priest will be suspect. When will the mission be sent? As soon as you are ready. I? Yes. The bishop has asked that you lead a mission of eight into the area. Now, it's only fair to tell you that this will be the first attempt since the Reformation to reclaim this land from heresy. And it involves danger, possible death. If the others have been selected, I can start in the morning. They have. The only question was who should lead them. Now that's settled. Then I'll make my preparations to leave. A great deal depends on you. The church has high hopes that her new congregation will succeed in combating and uprooting heresy. Woe betide me if I should prove unworthy. into which Father Fidelis led his mission, accepted the Reformation in 1526. And now, almost 100 years later, the faith was again preached. Many cursed and reviled Father Fidelis and his assistants, but many listened and were won. Day by day, he gathered fresh recruits, as many, he said, by his prayers for them, as by his preaching. The effects of his zeal enraged his opponents. We, the people of Grisson, aspire to be free and independent. Free of Austria, free of the emperor, who is the tool of the Roman Pope. Need I tell you, to earn freedom, you must resist. You must demonstrate and fight. Well, if you don't, or if you don't, the Austrian tyrant will think you are content with his rule. My friends, I ask you, are you content with popish Austrian tyranny? No, no, of course you're not. The emperor knows that too. That's why he has sent his agent an agent in the disguise of a priest who tells you to bow to authority to return to the Catholic Church. My friends, let me tell you, and let there be no misunderstanding, 
if you accept Catholicism, you accept the religion of the Austrian tyrant who has sworn to destroy our religion. Why? Why do you think Ferdinand has the title of Holy Roman Emperor? Who crowned him? You all know the answer. What further proof do you need to convince you the Pope and the Emperor are partners against our national aspirations? My friends, we can't gather an army and march on Rome, but we can silence this agent of tyranny. He goes about preaching his falsehoods and treason. Some few people have joined him. But let me tell you who they are. Traitors! Sent in advance to make us think he makes converts and to persuade others to follow their example. He's coming this way. Shall we welcome him with open arms? You have answered. Should he try to preach in seven, treat him as you would a wolf that sneaks into the fold to devour the lambs. All right, prepare. Those who have guns, make them ready. Be ready to fight with whatever weapons at hand for your native land, your religion, for your wives, and your children. Pastor Jan. Pastor Jan. What is it, Heinrich? I told you I was addressing the peasants. Why weren't you there? As I told you when you announced the meeting, it was my night for Bible reading and prayer. This Father Fidelis is preaching, not reading the Bible, and people in the villages listen to him. I have no fear. Our people will not be led astray by false doctrines. I listened to him the other night at Feldkirk. He's talking under the auspices of some new congregation, one that Rome's cooked up to help the emperor maintain his tyranny over the people of the Grison. And he's getting recruits, do you understand? Recruits from our own people who will go out and try to convert others. And you tell me there's nothing to fear. Well, Heinrich, what is it you want of me? I want you to come to meetings and stand by my side so that the people will see that your church is backing us. I cannot do that, Nu. You are stirring up the peasants to violence. These priests must be driven out. And if they refuse to go? Then we silence them. Oh. In such a way, no more will ever be sent. You would murder them? I didn't say that. But that's what your way will lead to. It's not murder to do away with agents of a tyrant. You have no proof the priest is an agent of the emperor? Pastor, are you with us? Or are you against us? You're a leader of a party that desires independence. I'm against you when you use religion to gain your ends. To what better use can religion be put than to gain nationalism? To gain salvation. Ah, I'm wasting time. I'm not here to argue about theology, but to get rid of these priests. Well, I propose to challenge Father Fidelis to an open debate so that the people themselves can see the unsoundness of his theology. Ha! A debate! Abstract theology that will go over the heads of the people. Uh, I've a better idea. What is it? Next Sunday, denounce the priests as agents of the emperor. Then leave the rest to me. I do not know this to be true. What difference does that make? Heinrich. Oh, don't be so pious. 
Everyone knows the emperor was educated by the Jesuits and has sworn to destroy the Reformation. Just link Father Fidelis' name to the emperor and the people will rise against him. I'll investigate the matter. Is that the best you can do for me? Well, we must be sure of our ground. Oh, it's a waste of time to talk to you. Go back to Bible reading. I'll handle this in my own way. Let me in, then close the door. I must not be seen here. I've come to warn you. Who are you? One who rejects your church, but who wishes to avoid bloodshed. You must leave the country at once. That is not possible. If you continue to preach, you'll be killed. I was warned by my superior there would be danger. I accepted the mission and the danger. I must go on, as long as I am able. Well, if you won't think of your own life, consider my people. Don't permit them to become slayers. Evidently, you believe in Christ. As do all the people here. We are good Christians. Then, though we differ on doctrine, we are brothers in Christ. I don't want to discuss it. Heed my warning. I risk a great deal in coming to you. I risk more if I turn back from my mission. I'm not trying to frighten you. The peasants have been aroused by... by certain nationalists. Should you come to service, they will kill you. I speak there on the 24th. Is it martyrdom you're looking for? I ask only to preach the gospel. As long as the Lord wills, I live. You are a priest. Why Why must you make murders of my flock when all you have to do You is... are a Protestant minister. I've warned you. Now it's in your hands to avoid bloodshed. I, I know you can say, if I'm innocent of any wrongdoing and the people kill me, the blood is on their hands. I'll not say it. But as a priest, and if by a simple act you can prevent a murder, isn't it your duty to do so, even at the cost of being called a coward and a shirker? I am a soldier. My captain wears a crown of thorns. Him I must obey, indifferent to consequences. I'll go. There's nothing more I can do. If you were in my place, what would you do? I suppose I would... I, I hope... I would have the courage. Good night, Father Fidelis. And may God have mercy on your soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Reverend Father, I write from Felkirk where I have just finished my sermon. From prior reports, you know we have gathered recruits and made many converts. The proof of our work can be measured by the opposition, which has intensified to the point where my life is threatened. Tomorrow, after preaching at Grush, I go to Sevis, the hotbed of opposition. This may be my last letter. I sign it, Father Fidelis who may soon be food for the worms. Pastor, notice the Austrian soldiers here in Sevis. The priest most likely has asked for protection. 
That's sufficient proof he's in league with the Emperor. I don't think so. Heinrich, I went to him and begged him not to come to Xavis. What? You were a fool. I wanted to avoid bloodshed. Did you persuade him? I don't know. I can only hope. You should have gone with a pistol, and if he refused, you should have shot him. No man has the right to kill. He must be stopped. Long before there was the Catholic Church, God commanded, Thou shalt not kill. Evidently, evidently, he didn't obey your warning. He's just arrived. Come with me to the hall and listen to his last sermon. My sermon tonight... My sermon tonight is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I know there is much that divides us now, but there is much all Christians have in common. The same God, the belief in Christ, his Son, our Savior, who gave to Peter the rock, the keys to heaven, and to... By the fool! He missed! Get out here! Soldiers arrive! Who is your lie, guys? Father! Father! Father, Father, Mr. Hillis, come with me. I'll hide you until it's safe to leave service. Thank you, but I wish to return to Grush. So every road will be watched. If the mob sees you, they'll have no mercy. My life is in the hands of God. Therefore, I will continue my mission as long as possible. They waited, their faces set, their eyes fixed on the moonlit road along which the priest would come. And in order to keep their hate quite hot, they repeated to themselves the lies and slanders they had heard, but only half believed. And then they saw him, walking swiftly, unafraid. And some cursed him and hated him the more for that. And all turned to Heinrich for a sign. When I give the signal, surround him and don't let him get away. Now. Halt! Wait! Wait! I want to talk to him. What do you men want of me? I'll ask the questions. Heinrich! Heinrich, wait! Pastor, you're just in time. You must not kill. Stand aside, Pastor. Priest. Down on your knees. I kneel to God that I may pray for you. Now we'll have your confession. I have confessed my sins to God and asked his forgiveness. Repeat after me. I swear by Almighty God, I am an agent sent by the Emperor. That is false. I was sent by my church to preach the gospel. Your church? Do you expect us to believe that? It is the truth. And, of course, you believe in your church. It is my life. Your life? Ah, we'll see. Pastor, come here. Heinrich, let him go if he will promise to leave the country at once. I have a better way. A choice, priest. Repudiate your church, take off your robes, and your life will be spared. What is your answer? Be quick. Give me a moment to pray. Make it short. Forgive him, Father, and forgive me if I prove but a half-hearted soldier in the service of my thorn-crowned captain. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your answer, priest. I came... To enlighten you, not to accept your errors. In the name of the Lord, Father, forgive me. Father! 
Father Fidelis. Father. Almighty God. I join with my brother in Christ, now dead, to forgive his enemies, for I was one of them. He came to enlighten, and now the light is gone. But in his death I see the light, and from this moment I shall carry it. And may your wrath fall on me if I prove but a half-hearted soldier in the service of Father Fidelis, thorn-crowned captain. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Congregation for the Spreading of the Faith honors its first martyr, Father Fidelis, who died at the age of 45 in 1622 and was canonized by Pope Benedict XIV. Prophetically had he chosen his name, for he was faithful unto death. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymoor. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymoor. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, 
I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.